You are listening to a sample of the song Ride to War by eclectic neo-folk band Draugablik from Sweden. This song is an authentic war song from the great Eurasian steppe, sung around the campfires of the Huns and the Goths as they warred against the Romans more than 1,500 years ago. Draugablik sings not only about Norse mythology and the Viking Age, but more intriguingly about the Dark Ages, also known as the Migration Era, a dangerous time in Europe that helped seed the Vikings, who would appear some 500 years later. Draugablik is a Huno-Gothic neo-folk band, and that's in reference to the Scythian-like Huns of Western Asia and the Goths of ancient Scandinavia. The full song is included at the end of this show, with an exclusive audio animatic showing the actual band as painted photographs. To hear more of their music, just click the link in the description or go to draugablick.com slash warspirit. That's D-R-A-U-G-A-B-L-I-K-K dot com slash warspirit. Stay tuned until the end of this episode to hear the entire song. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Ellie Marzuli. First, a couple of announcements. Do you have a business? Do you have a podcast? Do you produce content, music, artwork? If you're someone embracing their inner creator and you want to share it with our audience by advertising with us, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We're doing incredible productions for our affiliates, and I work very closely with you on an individual basis to create the most effective ad possible. Check out our website, ForbiddenKnowledge.news, also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You'll find some of your favorite podcasts from our community featured there. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content. Best of all, you get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You can also create a free account and get access to everyone's free content, including all our regular shows. You just go to rockfin.com slash fknplus to sign up or click the link in the description. Today I want to welcome back to the show L.A. Marzulli. He is an author, lecturer, and filmmaker. He has penned eight books, including the Nephilim Trilogy. He has taken On the Trail of the Nephilim and created a film series that continues his research with interviews from people in their specific field of knowledge. Today, we'll be discussing his new film series, UFO Disclosure, a 70-year cover-up exposed. L.A., welcome back. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back on. Appreciate it. Yes, it's amazing to have you back on. I can't wait to get into this new film series you're working on, UFO Disclosure. You have very similar views to myself when it comes to this entire modern disclosure movement. First of all, our government mainstream media don't have the best track record of being honest about anything. <laughs> so I don't think that this is any different. Uh, now, since 2017, we're gradually seeing more and more interest from the Pentagon, seemingly about UFOs, uh, and now the global consciousness has been altered whenever it comes to their perception, you know, everyone's perception of what's going on with UFOs, and this is mainly due to a lot of the stuff we're seeing in our mainstream media, social media, all this stuff, and we also have infiltration from different interests within the UFO community, so we've got tons of just misinformation, bogus information, intentional misinformation, uh, lots to talk about with this whole UFO thing. Uh, let's start with what brought you to make this UFO disclosure series. 
Well, I've been, you know, researching the whole UFO phenomenon for for decades. Uh, this is yeah. my wheelhouse. I've talked about it. Um, the the first the first book I ever wrote was called Nephilim, uh, which deals with the whole UFO phenomenon. It was a fictional work. Um, it was published by Zondervan, as well as number two and number three. So we call it the Nephilim trilogy. But it deals specifically with the whole UFO phenomenon. It was based on the work of of my mentor, Dr. I.D.E. Thomas. Uh, and this goes way back to 1990. So it's probably, you know, I've been researching this with all due respect longer than you've been alive. Right. I'm, I'm 72 in December. So well, I, when I've it been comes to this, the, um, the UFO you know, disclosure series time. itself, was this the catalyst, like everything that we've been seeing in the mainstream to actually make this particular well, yeah. one? Absolutely. 2017 is when um, I about fell out of my chair, even though the the initial... But, you know, show number one was actually released in 2016, but I went back and re-edited it last year in uh, in, in 2021 and was re- and released it for free. So it's you can go to my YouTube channel, L.A. Marzulli, open up any of the uh, text boxes, and there it is right there. So you can watch uh, both one and two for free. Uh, we're working on number three, of course, that will not be for free. Can't keep giving away the farm, as it were. Oh. But... Um, what happened, the, the the nexus behind it was Tucker Carlson's reveal um, with David, Commander David Fravor on his nightly show. Uh, this goes back to um, 2017 when, when Fravor is asked, Commander David Fravor is asked by Tucker Carlson, in your opinion, what do you think this tic-tac-shaped object was that you encountered over the Pacific Ocean, which sped away from you, quote, like a bullet from a gun? And Fravor looks right at the camera and said, whatever this was, was not from this earth. I fell out of my chair. And so I said, you know, we need, I need to re-edit this film. It was the first film that I did independently. There were a lot of mistakes in it. It was an hour and 37 minutes long. We parsed it down, got rid of a lot of fluff, a lot of stuff, and just, you know, got into the meat. So it's now about an hour long. That is a free film. You, if you're interested in it, you can uh, you can stream it for free right on YouTube, or you can go to our U screen, which is uh, LA streaming.lamarzulli.net, streaming.lamarzulli.net, or if you want to buy the DVD, of course, you can go to the website. A lot of people are buying the DVDs uh, just because now they've got hard copy. They can show it whenever they want. It's in their collection. And I realize, you know, it's sort of old school, but, you know, when you stream stuff, it's, that's it. You know, it's, unless you purchase it forever, you can only stream it for so long and then it's gone. So, yeah, I mean, that was the uh, the nexus behind the whole thing. Since then, we've had lots of disclosure happen on Tucker Carlson, as well as other mainstream uh, media outlets. But you're right. Um, they lie. The mainstream media lies. They do so habitually. Our government lies. They, they do so habitually. Um, and in fact, um, one of these one of the shows, I think it's number two with um, Francisco Correra, uh, and, and Preston Dan, uh, it's called UFO, the poster's right behind me, UFO Disclosure, the the experts weigh in. And both of the, we were talking about Roswell, and all three of us agree, even though I'm interviewing the guys at different times, that until the government, you know, the government needs to come clean on what happened at Roswell. We all know it was, it was not a weather balloon. Quit lying to us. You know, stop lying. Stop the nonsense. Come clean, face up. You got egg on your face. You know, we all know what happened and it wasn't a weather balloon. I have a um, an interesting email that came across my desk uh, recently. And um, I think it's a man. I, I, I might remember because I got way too many emails. I have not had contact with this person yet. But this person told me that uh, their mother worked at Wright-Patterson since 1943 and she knows all about the alien bodies that came from Roswell. And she told her child and said, you know, you can't say anything until I'm I'm dead for three years and then you can. So they reached out to me fairly recently. So I'll be using that in some, some way, shape or form. I can only imagine. Look, I mean, they've got to, they've got to come clean. And I get that. Well, we've been lying for so long. What are we going to do? You know, the people will never trust us. Exactly. We already don't trust you. Trump said it uh, when he was running for president the first time. 
He said, the, you know, the American people don't trust you and I don't trust you. We sat down with um, some goofy talking head, you know, that just reads off a teleprompter, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, and until they come clean, look, we had uh, in the show, the first show, which which didn't make it into the second show. But we sat down with these these pastors who um, basically spent uh, a number of years in ministry working with people who were at the end of their lives. So they would meet up with these people and they would manage their affairs, sell off, you know, houses, cars, things, whatever. Um, and 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 that way they were able to facilitate end of life closure to these folks. And so they had this one man that they interviewed. This is uh, Carolyn Raskin. And and uh, they were with with this gentleman for for months. And the last the last month of this man's life. He spilled the beans about Roswell. He was in the OSS, which is the precursor to the CIA. He um, was flown from, I believe it was either either Dallas, Fort Worth, or Austin. I forget which. I have to go back and look look at the film. But it, no matter, he was flown into Roswell to make contact with the live so-called alien body that was there. He attempted to do do so and could not make contact with it. Um. The being had six fingers, very large, had big black almond eyes. It had six fingers, not four, which was sort of interesting. Uh, and he he says point blank that the body was was flown to, and all the records was flown up to Wright Pat, Wright Patterson Field. And of course, Wright Patterson is named after you know the Wright brothers. That's why it's you know it's like it's it's sacrosanct in in military parlance. I mean, it's it's. It's uh, ground zero, if I can use that. I mean, the Wright brothers, We most of us know the story, but, you know, that's why we're flying in airplanes from point A to point B. Now, if the Wright brothers hadn't invented it, somebody else would have. But they were the first. Kitty Hawk, that was the first, the first flight, which is just, there's a picture that's in the Oklahoma um, City Airport. If you look at things like Project Bluebeam that's been going on uh, in our past, it seems like we uh, cyclically kind of revisit the UFO phenomenon in the mainstream. But we've had groups also associated in our past that have warned about doing this very thing, such as the Collins elite uh, and certain clandestine groups that believe that uh, what we're dealing with is something that we shouldn't even be tampering with, and it's it's way beyond our understanding. Uh, what do you think about those early warnings about this uh, dabbling with this phenomena? Well, I, I completely concur. If, if you watch um, Taken, Spielberg's mini TV series, which unbelievable. You know, when I saw that, I just went, this guy, you know, they have all the info and they're they're rolling it out. It's a, it's a fictional TV series, but it's based on everything that I know. And there's this one scene where um, the government is is, you know, researching this stuff up to their eyeballs and it goes south on them. The whole thing goes south on them. And, and, and what I mean by that, people just just die this alien entity you know basically kills everybody um look this is a nefarious agenda i spoke recently at a ufo conference in um in utah and um most of the people that were there there were experiencers there were people that had had encounters the the panel the other speakers which I was sort of taken back. I mean, Jaime Massam was there, and Jaime's been a great researcher and also a good friend for years. We've interviewed Jaime in our own Watchers series. And Jaime had up-to-the-date UFO picks, which were just incredible, absolutely incredible. And we, uh, Jaime and I, Jaime came on the record um, for you know one, one of our shows after I actually interviewed him at the airport as he was getting ready to take off. So... You know, Jaime's, Jaime's a good friend, but there are two schools of thought. There is one that these are our space brothers who are here to help us. And the other paradigm, which I tenaciously hold to, is the fact that they are not our space brothers. They have a nefarious agenda. The breeding program has been going on for decades, cattle mutilation for decades, the abduction phenomenon for decades. People are taken against their will 
They are terrified. Uh, sperm is taken from the men, ovum is taken from the women, and hybrids are being created. And we have reports of people that have seen hybrids. Uh, so there, in, in my opinion, this is the work of the, uh, of the dragon. It's been prophesied for thousands of years. As Yeshua tells us, it'll be like the days of Noah when he returns, which immediately begs the question, well, what differentiates the days of Noah from any other time in history? And of course, it's the presence of these angelic watcher entities, which have a nefarious agenda. Uh, when Graham Hancock is taking ayahuasca and he is beamed up into what I would call the second heaven. He's meeting these entities there, and he realizes that, yeah, what the heck are the greys doing here? Well, that's where they reside. That's an interdimensional portal. It's an interdimensional gateway. And Hancock, through the through the uh, use of ayahuasca, is breaking into that particular dimension because it's an interdimensional um, portal that he's going through. And at the very end of the book, Supernatural, Hancock poses the question to the reader, you know, whoever these entities are, they're obsessed with making a hybrid with us. That's my wheelhouse. I've been saying that for decades, for decades. And, you know, you can arrive at that however you want, but people have seen hybrids. Al Matthews, who's the centerpiece of the first film in our, in our UFO series, and he's also uh, a riveting interview recently, actually Friday, for our uh, abduction because that's what we're—that's another film on the UFO abduction phenomenon, and and Al comes in and, and discusses all of that. So, you know, this is real. Something is going on, and it's either extraterrestrial or interdimensional. There's a book I'm reading uh, from a Catholic theologian that's basically championing the idea of the plurality of worlds. In other words, that there was more life on other planets just because. There's, you know, millions of galaxies and all this stuff. That doesn't impress me that there's millions of galaxies. You're just reading into that. You're just saying, well, there's got to be. And then you get it to um, to the, the Fermi paradox, mm. which basically says, well, if there's, you know, why haven't we heard from them? If there's all this life out there, why are they so stinking silent? Hmm. Well, they are so stinking silent. We don't hear anything. So, you know, it's up to someone to change my particular paradigm or worldview. Um, I do not believe in the plurality of worlds. Um, I think this is it. I think when the biblical prophetic narrative tells us that um, at some point in time, uh, the God of creation, the one who spoke everything into existence, will roll up the heavens like a scroll. So does that mean like a recreation, uh, a new heaven and a new earth? Well, some people believe that. Some people believe it's a recreation. So the New Jerusalem, according to the biblical prophetic narrative, descends on planet Earth. I spoke to Dave Hodges about this um, on, over the weekend. We did an interview together. And Dave, you know, when you think about what's written in the biblical prophetic narrative, specifically in the book of Revelation, where it talks about, I saw the new city of Jerusalem descending 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles in, in, in length, 1,500 miles high. Now, is it a cube? Could be. Also could be a pyramid. We don't know what it is. I lean towards pyramid just because of Giza and everything else, but I digress. So the bottom line is that is some sort of a structure. It's some sort of a construct. You can't, you can't create and build a structure that's 1,500 miles wide unless you know what you're doing. You know, I mean, just think about that. 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles in length. This thing is huge, and it descends on, on planet Earth. I mean, it, it, it actually descends uh, over the planet. I mean, how, how the heck does that work? It's just, right. it's just mind-boggling when you think about it. Well, so when you something mentioned... Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. Well, uh, well, you mentioned the interdimensional aspects of this and the possibilities that there are different realities or different uh, types of frequencies that we that are around us at all times. These these entities could possibly be always surrounding us, just in different realities, and that would make a lot of sense when you look at a lot of the abduction or contact phenomena, where the people don't even you know seem to be leaving their homes. It seems to be happening uh, on an astral realm or 
a different uh, plane of consciousness, right? Well, it can happen in both ways. When people are taken, uh, Al Matthews is is a is a cogent example of that. Um, he's taken. He's got three or four hours of missing time. He winds up coming. He he awakens in his car, bathed in complete white, brilliant light. He is vibrating all over his body like this. The car is floating down and touches the road. It starts on its own and drives on its own until Al is conscious enough to get his hands on the wheel. He's 120 kilometers away from where he last was conscious. So it's both. It's not either or. Some people are taken astrally, but most are taken physically. There's a physical physicality to this where people are, are removed from, you know, an area and, uh, you know, off they go. Um, I've, I've been in contact with, with people um, in our, our third film. We interviewed this, this, this man who presented his story. And he's taken at a very young age and three grays show up in his room. He's terrified, absolutely terrified. And they give him something to eat. And the next thing he remembers, well, you know, he's back in his room, but he's not sure whether he left, but he has vivid memories, vivid memories of being about a hundred feet over his home and, and going towards the West. Why would he have those? Why would he have those vivid memories? Right. See, they're able to switch you off. They're also able to implant in your memory false memories. So you can you'll you'll say, well, nothing happened. Um, like with Al, he doesn't remember being on the ship. He doesn't. But he, he remembers being taken, being switched off, and then coming back and and awaken, awakening. He remembers that, but he doesn't remember being switched off. Other people the same. Uh, Robert Salas, who we interviewed in our Watchers series, remembers the whole stinking thing. It depends on who you talk to. Uh, Salas is taken. Uh, he goes to the window, and he's wondering, are they going to open the window? They don't open the window. He goes through the window. And Dr. David Jacobs, who we've interviewed numerous times, uh, Jacobs says that that's standard procedure. People are taken through the window. So these entities defy and are able to manipulate space, time, matter, and energy in ways that defy our sense of reality and our uh, grasp of physics. So it's, it's absolutely astounding. So yeah. Salas is there. He's on the metal table. He's surrounded by grays. They promptly take a nice, big, long needle and insert it in his manhood. Why? Why do they need to do this? Mm. Uh, doc, you know, Jacques Vallée says, uh, J. Allen Hynek basically echoes his thinking that, you know, you're coming here with this type of technology and you're doing the same like, goofy so-called sadistic medical experiments over and over and over again. For why? For what reason are you doing this? Because they get off on the fear. I spoke to someone um, in the last 24 hours who was telling me that, you know, I'm terrified and these entities seem to feed off the fear. And I go, yeah, that's exactly what they do. They feed off the fear. That's what they feed off of. And, no. and, and this person said, the moment they just went, oh, you again, I'm not buying into this. They were able to break the cycle. That and, and evoke the name of Jesus. Call upon, they were Christians, call upon the name of Jesus. And they, they broke the phenomenon. They broke the chain. What do you think about the implications that uh, abductees have reported military personnel during their experiences or on the ship or, you know, what look like very much humans in military outfits participating in some of the horrific things that are being done to them? It makes me think, of course, that we uh, have a lot more involvement with these things at certain levels than they would ever let us know, right? Yeah, the, the, we've heard this. Uh, it's in all UFO literature where people are taken and they and they are in the presence of military people working side by side. Um, I had a uh, an eyewitness, a whistleblower, actually two, come on the record with me and tell me that um, uh, this particular this guy was in in the service. Okay. And what you know, once OSS, always OSS. Once CIA, always CIA. You never leave. And so his buddy, he's over watching a football game with his buddy, who was also in the service. 
And his buddy uh, blurts out that his son, you know, is working in an underground base with aliens. With aliens, working side by side with aliens. Another man told me exactly the same thing. They know, you see, this is this is what the American people don't get. What we see is, is what uh, some people call kabuki theater. It's what what we're what they want us to see, but it's not it's not the reality. It's not what's going on. There are deep underground bases, and your congressman, if it's in let's say New Mexico, your senator from New Mexico has no access to it. Okay, the president of the United States has no access to it. There is a shadow government. There is a deep state. I'm not making this stuff up, mm-hmm. and I'm not the first person to talk about it. So all this information is kept from the American people. And, and this is what's what's problematic. Um, they realize, they, the deep state, that they're in over their heads at this point. They're in way over their heads, and they don't know how to stop it. They, they, they've lost control of the whole thing. They have. Originally, and I believe this is UFO literature, originally, they were, when they granted permission for the so-called aliens to abduct people, the so-called aliens were supposed to take, you know, name, address, phone number of who they were taking and only take a select a group of people. That that went right out the window, right out the window. So they're You're no referring longer- to the the Eisenhower supposed deal that was made. I believe in, in our second film, right there, right behind you. You can go to YouTube and watch it, folks, for free. Mm. I, you know, you can't. I can't. I can't make you watch it. You know, but you know, it's, oh, you know, actually going to your YouTube channel, it's just so much work to to click that now. Yeah. So much. Gosh. Well, the third one's not going to be free, Snowflake. Mm-hmm. So get used to it. As will not four, five, six, and seven. You know, we need to make a living here. Wake up. But I did the first two for free. You know, because I needed to get the information out because it's that important. It's vital. It's vital. So in our in our second film, you know, we sit down. With again with Francisco Carrera and and, and Preston Denner and others who were talking about um, you know Roswell and the abduction phenomena and uh, this cat and mouse game and and all of this and one of the one of the um, points I sort of posit to Francisco I said you know the the old guard is dead those who were there in in forty seven. You know, they were 30 years old then or 40 years old or 50 years old. Most of them have died off. Right. So the the new guard has come up and the new guard is going. We we've lost control of this thing. The so-called aliens are in complete control of this thing. They've given us technology. But, you know, give me a break. So this goes back to the Eisenhower Holloman Air Force Base stuff. And I sat down with Preston Dennett and, and Preston and I both believe, yeah, Eisenhower made the deal at Holloman Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that that's what happened. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been leaked out like that. It's part of UFO, you know, conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was called a conspiracy theorist, right, with UFOs. Oh, but wait, now now it's UAPs, unidentified aerial <laughs> phenomena, and I'm no longer a tinfoil hat-wearing guy, even though I've been talking about it for, you know, 50 years, whatever. I mean, give me a break. But professionally, I've been talking about it for over 30, because that's when I got the book deal and the research and, and all the other stuff. And now we publish our own books. And, you know, you're, you're going to want... Uh, this woman on it's our first book that we actually published um, on, on under spiral of life. It's a good segue. It's called they only come out at night. This is right in your wheelhouse, my friend. And it's on sleep paralysis. And she's great on camera, incredibly articulate. And I, I can you know send you an email uh, and introduce your name is Vicki Joy Anderson. Oh, yeah. uh, she's great on camera, incredibly articulate. She talks quickly. Uh, she's just really good, and it's on sleep paralysis. And again, it's uh, it's we're proud to publish her book. So when we're done, I'll shoot you her contact information. Yeah, that'd be great. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable 
with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water, and energy self-reliance. And live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. Well, yeah. speaking of one of the things that you've been talking about for a long time that I want to get into tonight is the coming deception when it comes to UFOs and what we're seeing in the mainstream and where it's all leading or where it possibly could be leading. Many people have discussed uh, the possibilities of a deception in the sky like Project Bluebeam or that they're going to portray e the uh, aliens as either a major threat that will unite everybody or as the saviors of humanity. There's... There's different ideas of what could be possibly be going on behind all this. What are your thoughts? Well, it, it will be the it will be the great deception when when they show up. Everything will change, and you know that's what people don't understand. Um, when, when they show up, it is revolutionary. You think COVID changed everything, or you know when when the grid was lit up for the Fukushima disaster, when we all watched in real time the tidal wave come in, we all saw it. The entire globe saw it. Mm -hmm. Because the grid was switched on. What I mean by that, they control the grid. No matter where you turned, bam, you were watching Fukushima. The grid was lit up. When they show up, all bets are off. COVID changed everything. COVID changed the entire planet. You know, we all, we're going to lock down, you know, yeah. And now we find out from Dr. Burks that guess what? We didn't have to lock down. And guess what? The efficacy of the mask is nonsense. And guess what? You know, the, the vaccines are not as efficacious as we thought they were, but they withheld all this. Now she's coming clean. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's where her conscience is bothering her. I don't know, but she's distanced herself from Dr. Fauci like crazy. I use those points of COVID and Fukushima to illustrate that when they show up, it will be absolutely dramatic, so dramatic that the world will stop. People will just stop working. I mean, people would just go, I'm not coming in today. I got I to gotta find out what's going on. And they will say, E.T., so-called E.T., will state that we created all life on this planet. We genetically manipulated early man. We started the world's civilizations and, and religions. And now at this critical juncture in human history, we, E.T., are back to usher in mankind into a time of a golden age. Now, What's going to trigger them, in my opinion, will be some sort of nuclear event on this planet. Now, that's conjecture on my part. But when, when a nuke happens somewhere, right, the grid will be lit up. The grid will be totally lit up. And every single eye on this planet will be looking at ground zero, where that nuke just went off. We'll be looking at pictures of the aftermath, what's going on. Uh, you know, the United Nations emergency meetings, all these people will be, oh, my gosh, we've got to stop this. We can't have this. People will be cowering, you know, runs on the banks, runs on food, mass panic. Are we looking at World War III? Are they going to annihilate the planet? What's going on here, right? That's when they show up. When the climate of, of planet Earth is producing the greatest collective fear, that's when they show up. They feed off the fear. They feed off the fear. And from that springboard of the nuke, the nuclear event, that's when they'll, hey, we're here. We're your saviors. And you remember, E.T., it goes back to Robert Salas. He's working at the Maelstrom Air Force Base, right? And he's working 40, 60 feet below the surface. He gets a, a call from Topside, which is the surface, saying, hey, there's a 60-foot orange UFO floating over the gate. What do we do? And the missile turned off all of his intercontinental ballistic missiles, just like that. Just mm -hmm. turned them. How is that possible? 
Right. So, you know, we're looking at high strangeness. We're looking at uh, stuff that is the cat's out of the bag. We're on the ninth rung of the ladder of disclosure. I can go through all those rungs of a ladder. I use the ladder for uh, as an analogy. But we're in the ninth rung. From, from my take, other people may disagree with that. They may be on the 10th or 11th or, you know, they, well, it's, we're on the fourth floor. Well, that's, you can believe what you want to believe. But I've been watching this ever since 2017 with Commander David Fravor. Like a hawk, we're on the ninth rung of a ladder of disclosure. And now and ninth out of how many, would you say? Don't know. Okay. Now, well, what, 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 speculate. Right. Well, when we we have to take a look at the um, the relationship or the uh, the supposed um, desire that they have from humanity, whether it's for our energy, like you were saying, to to siphon off of our fears or to harvest us, or like a hybrid program, we look back at ancient history and seemingly we have been involved with these entities for a very long time. When you look at your your work with elongated skulls, and there are speculations that our royalty. And, and even members of royal families and these ancient bloodlines that go back are somehow connected with these beings as well already due to the hybridization that's been going on on the planet for maybe thousands of years. Do you think that there are certain bloodlines that still carry this kind of alien DNA and they're the ones at the, the very top here? Well, that's certainly conjecture. We've had reports from people who have encounters with, with hybrid entities. So, so there's no doubt in my mind, uh, I'll quote Dr. David Jacobs' book, Walking Amongst Us. There's no doubt, but they're here. I'll tell you one story that came across the desk. And this is, people go, why didn't anybody do anything LA? Well, because when, when you encounter this, you have what I call UFO brain fog. You're not thinking clearly. You're not. And it takes you a while for your brain to actually clear. This woman comes on the record with me and she's in a she's in a, a walmart now walmart is the place um and this according to dr david jacobs when the handlers are with the hybrids they will bring them into walmart and show them how to integrate show them what products are show them how to shop show them how to interact with people so she's in an aisle at walmart there are two or three other people in the same aisle that she's in, okay? It's three o'clock in the afternoon, which is abnormal. Usually it takes place very late at night when they show up with the handlers. This woman begins to walk down the aisle, except she's 12 feet tall. The woman who was telling me the story said she came up to the woman's waist. And she's five foot six. So the woman's at least 12 feet tall. I said, well, are you sure it's not a guy on drag and drag and stilts? Nope. She said, you could see the leg, the legs, the boots, the hair. She was a, a, a pretty gal, very well proportioned, totally female in every way, um, dressed nicely, oddly, but nicely. And she walked down this aisle. I said, did anybody do anything? She said, no. We just, we went back to shopping after she left. That's classic. It's classic. Because you're not thinking straight. Most people would go, cell phone, click, 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 click. Nope, didn't happen. She said when she checked out, right, she never saw the woman again. She waited in the parking lot to see her. Never came out of the store. They are walking amongst us. They are walking amongst us, and I find that alarming. It is. What you talk, we talk about the uh, Luciferian end game. What do you think is going to be the actual end game, which is occurring here? We seem to be in the midst of a spiritual war that's been going on for a long time, and we're actually having people realize it right now and, and come around and, and see the corruption and everything that's going on behind the scenes. On top of that, there seems to be this... Uh, transhuman agenda to try and merge humanity with machines, and this also could be in you know interpreted as some type of alien agenda because at that point we're not humans anymore; we're something else. Uh, what do you think about that in this in-game Luciferian agenda? 
Well, that is, um, let me go get a prop here because I want to, I just want to, you know, give myself a shameless plug. Yeah. Because people need to, um, you know, people need to get the book. They need to read it. It was, and I wrote this right after seeing Commander David Fravor on Tucker Carlson's show. I mean, that you quoted the title of it, you know, um, 70-year-old cover-up with Roswell, manage agenda to obscure the truth. You know, this is the Luciferian endgame. And I mean, that's exactly what it is. Number one in this series is uh, the coming great deception and the Luciferian endgame. And that's exactly where we are, the coming great deception and the Luciferian endgame. Um, this has been prophesied in the Bible for thousands of years. It's it's like right there. Um, you know, we know that um, that Jesus warns us that men would faint from fear from what is coming upon the earth. That's a 2,000-year-old prophecy. Men will faint from fear from what is coming upon the earth, right? That do not be deceived. Many will come in my name, telling, saying, I am the Christ. I mean, what an absurd statement to make, unless, of course, he is who he is, who he says he is. And all the prophecies point to him, and all the prophecies point to his his second coming, which I think is close. I think we're very close, closer than most think. He also says, Jesus also tells us that it would be like the days of Noah when I return. But why is he pointing of the days of Noah? What is so important? It's because the fallen watcher angels are manifesting and creating hybrid entities. Welcome. Welcome to my wheelhouse. Welcome to, you know, this book, these films and everything else that we do. This is this is what's going on. These are the days of Noah. We are living in the days of Noah. Hybrids, men, men are taken, they are abducted, women are abducted, sperm is taken from the men, ovum is taken from the women. They are making hybrid entities. Al Matthews, in our film, had an encounter with one. Diane Kelly, I shape-shifted. I mean, she was a hybrid entity. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Other people have had um, and encounters. We're, we're interviewing more and more people that have had encounters. People are coming on the record specifically because of our new show, Supernatural Confrontations, which is on our YouTube channel. We do two of those a week, two on the trail of a Nephilim a week, as well as one up UFO update. So we do three different shows Um in the, in the span of a week's time, which is really kind of cool when you think about it. But supernatural confrontation is, is blowing up our, our inbox and people uh, send, you know, emails with their supernatural encounter. And then I do a Zoom chat and we interview them and it gives people a platform to talk about what happened to them. And we're getting people that have had encounters with hybrid entities. So the phenomenon is real burgeoning and not going away. That's a tagline I've used literally for decades now, but it's it's here. And the end game is to usher in the Antichrist. The, the, the end game is, is to, and this is prophecy. It says that you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade unless you take the mark. So the mark of the beast. So then it says anyone who takes the mark winds up in the lake of fire. Wait a minute. Wait, why? What is so nefarious about this mark that you wind up in the lake of fire? That's not a good place to wind up. And it's because this market the people will take will change their DNA. Now, the, the, the jab, right, we've already, there was a report that came out yesterday out of Switzerland that apparently that when you take the jab, the stuff, whatever it is, the proteins go into the liver and begins to change or alter in some way the human host, the DNA. Now, is the jab the mark of the beast? No, it's not. There's no way, in my opinion. But is it a precursor to it? Absolutely. Are we in the window of time where we may see the rise of the Antichrist? Absolutely. Well, you're, they're so, talking about the digital ID now where you cannot buy, sell, or trade unless you're going to have this implanted thing inside of you. And yes, that is one of the first things I thought about is the jab where you know every it's, it is altering people's DNA to where who knows what kind of control they could have over uh, our own autonomy, you know? Oh, I, I completely concur. So we are moving into a window of time that is unprecedented in all of human history. Uh, COVID-19 and the draconian measures still implemented in, implemented in places like Canada. You don't want to go to Canada, whatever you do. Yeah. No, they're already, they're already full-blown commie. That's where they are. That's exactly where they are. 
And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's where they are. And uh, the current administration in this country is also very draconian. Watch for the lockdowns again. Watch, watch for the lockdowns to happen right before the midterm elections. Lots of monkey business going on. They are systematically destroying our country brick by brick. It's, it's a managed agenda, and they're doing it. You can't let millions of people across the southern border and expect the country. No other country on the planet would allow that. No other country. But if you say something, you're a racist. Right. Yeah, man, it's incredible what's happening. But I want to go back to hybrids for a second. Do you think, based on all the research you've done and interviews and people that you've spoken with, that these hybrids, that some of them may not even know they're hybrids and have just been kind of going off of whatever type of uh, DNA or agenda they're programmed to? No. No, not at all. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly who they are. Yeah. And they're integrating. They know who they are. They're in a fixed state. Mm. There is no redemption because they're soulless. They they are literally soulless. They have. Do you no think soul. they're being placed in key positions here to where they they have more power than normal people? I've heard some interesting stories. You can't vet them, and I won't go public with anything. But I have heard interesting stories along the lines of David Ike. But because you can't vet it, I mean, look, I could tell you, you know, a story. Just make it up out of my head. Without without any without any provenance, without any a second witness, without or even a second and third witness, without some sort of hardcore evidence, it's uh, you know very very difficult to you know to go out on a limb and say you know ex ex prime minister from whatever country is a, is a hybrid. You just can't. Say that. Now other other authors do say that, and bully for them, but I'm not. You know I. I will go with something unless I can vet it. And if I can't vet it, I will give my readers and my followers a, a caveat. I said, I haven't been able to vet this, but I think it's important. Do with it what you will. Now, something else we've been seeing coinciding with this disclosure movement is a rise in interest or government interest in high strange places or locations like Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, there's another one, Blind Frog Ranch. They're popping up all over the place and they're, they're sending in paranormal and guest investigation teams. But not only that, the government and uh, these uh, three-letter uh, three agencies are very interested in these places and seem to be studying them as well. What is your take on what could be happening at these locations that has a concentration of mix of paranormal and UFOs and just a bunch of high strange activity? These are gateways. They are, in my opinion, they are open portals uh, to, uh, to into the second heaven. And that's why when you see that spiral like that, that, in my opinion, is a gateway. That's showing that there's a gateway. That's why you see that spiral from all the shamans, whether you're in Peru whether you're in the Middle East, whether you're at Gilgal Raphaim in the Middle East, it's concentric rings. That that huge, huge, it's called Gilgal Raphaim, the Wheel of the Giants. Well, it's five, it's five concentric circles. It's essentially, in my opinion, signaling that this is this is a gateway. This is where the gateway, and of course, Mount Hermon is right in the back, and that was the gateway uh, to uh, these these entities. We will be leading a what I call Amatrail of a Nephilim tour in Israel in 2023. We will be going to Mount Hermon. I will be lecturing there and reading from the Book of Enoch. So it's very interesting that the United Nations are all over uh, Mount Hermon, and we will go up there and lead the tour. And then from there, we go into Gilgal Raphaim, and we le- lecture there, show the people 42,000 tons of basalt rock heaped up into five concentric circles. But to your point, um, uh, Blind Frog and, and all these places are just, there's nothing more than interdimensional gateways. Um, they can be sealed up, but in order to do that, you need you need help from the good guys. Um, you, you know, you need you need Michael and the angels to come and help you seal that gateway up. Right. And Native Americans know exactly who it is that's coming through there. Uh, well, we, we have reports from Native Americans who are in sweat lodges now. And they are calling the star people down and the greys show up. Now, when we're talking about good versus evil entities, in this whole UFO community, we have a split. We, Like you were telling them earlier, there's some that believe that they're here for the advancement of humanity, for mm-hmm. to advance us, our consciousness and help us evolve. And then there's 
like yourself, others believe that they are not here, that this has been a nefarious agenda the whole time. But uh, people have been taking advantage of this idea in the UFO community. We've had plenty of people gain notoriety and become what you call gurus, spiritual gurus, because they're telling people about the love and light and the, the awesome power of these extraterrestrials and how they're here to save us. Uh, well, I mean, you, the longer you follow most of these people, they seem to just fall off and their, their true colors eventually shine through. But we still have, this is run rampant throughout the community, where I think people, they may have an experience they can't explain, and all of a sudden they turn into a spiritual guru that talks to aliens. And that's another problem I think we're having here. And I won't, I won't mention any names, but there are, there are you're exactly right. Uh, there's one individual um, who created this whole movement, changed his name, and, you know, off, off he goes. And uh, he's going to tell you all about, you know, the, the brotherhood. And, 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 in fact, he actually claims that he and Jesus have the same father. It's like right out of prophecy. Many will come in my name, right? Oh, so now, you know, this guy has got the same father. Jesus and I are brothers. Oh, what a coincidence. No, you're not, sir. You know, isn't it funny how it's, it's never Buddha and I. It's always Jesus. They do all cults and and the dragon always do two things. They negate the deity of Jesus, the Messiah, and they negate the work of the cross. They always go after two things, tooth and nail. They negate his deity and they try to negate the work of the cross. And of course, you can't do that because you know he is the king and the king is coming back because all things were created by him and without him nothing that was not made that was made so he's he's the he holds all things together he's before all things and he holds all things together um he holds you together he holds me together and that's a three-hour conversation yeah but yeah these um you know these these people that have these encounters um they are lied to they believe the lie i interviewed a woman who's 21 years old, uh, been a contactee most of her life, very smart gal. I haven't done anything with the uh, with the interview yet. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the interview. I may may contact her again and have her come back on. She claims to be a hybrid. Uh, she's not, in my opinion. She's not a hybrid, uh, but she has been taken numerous times. And so, you know, we either have the biblical prophetic narrative and what it states what is the truth? I say that often. What is the truth? So we have the truth of the Gospels. We have the truth of the biblical prophetic narrative, who, unlike Nostradamus, unlike any other book on the planet, has this thread of prophecy from the book of Genesis into the book of Revelation, all through calling out with great specificity events. There is no other book like it. And when you, I, mean, I spoke at a UFO conference just recently, again, in, in Utah, and I just, you know, I was greeted. Some of the some of the speakers accepted me. Many of them did not. They did not like the paradigm I was I was discussing. They would look at me as a religious paradigm. It's not religious at all. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's a supernatural worldview. It's a supernatural paradigm. There is a supernatural world, and sometimes it manifests to people like you and people like me. And so what we're looking at. Because these entities can manipulate space, time, matter, and energy in ways that defy our physics, as I said earlier. But they are they are here, they are breeding, they are creating hybrids, and this is the coming great deception. And what what UFO researchers need to understand that unless unless you plumb the depths of this book and understand what's written in it and have a personal relationship with the author of it. You will never, ever get to the truth, in my opinion. And I realize that sounds, LA, that sounds incredibly prejudicial on your, and, and you, you know, what you're saying. It sounds very narrow minded. It sounds like, you know, you're a religious fanatic. It's like, oh, LA, really? Yeah, really. And what's amazing is most people have never read it. Oh, yeah, the Bible. I, I, I read that. Yeah, Sunday school. Are you aware of their prophetic thread? Are you aware that Jesus warns us to be like the days of Noah? Do you know the differentiation between the days of Noah and any other time of history? Do you know in the book of Daniel when it says, their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them, speaks of the ongoing abduction phenomena, which is happening right now. How do we know that? Because the angel tells Daniel, hey, Dan, seal up the words of this book until the time of the end. Men will run 
to and fro over the face of the earth and knowledge will increase. That is unbelievable. Because when you when you plot on a graph, this is from Jack Missler, you know, here's mankind. Here's the here's the his, historic timeline from the days of Daniel when he writes that prophecy to Gutenberg. It's flatline, folks. Nothing happens. People ride around on horses. They use quill pens to write the word. You know, they have got people that live their lives in a scriptorium, copying word for word. You know, in a book or whatever, and that's it. That's how it is. It's agrarian economy. Get Gutenberg. He invents the printing press. Boom. All of a sudden, the graph goes up like this. Come to the Industrial Revolution. The graph really starts to take off. Now you come into modernity. Every six months, knowledge increases, and it does so exponentially. What does that prophecy say 2,500 years ago, roughly? Men and women will run to and fro over the face of the earth, and knowledge will increase. Here we are. Geo, I didn't know it was in the Bible. Oh, but you, you just told me that you were reading it, that you, that you knew about it, that you read it. Oh, wait, you've, you've never really read it. You've never really studied it. And you know, I've been studying it for 42 years. I'm a babe in the wilderness. Seriously, there is so much, there is so much information. And you know, if you don't like the word Bible, you know what I call it? I call it the guidebook to the supernatural, because that's exactly what it is. It's the guidebook to the supernatural. And that's why these, these folks who are secular, and, and their reasoning, secular in their paradigm and their worldview, they never, they never, they never can put it together. But see, I look at the the elongated skulls, and I look at the modern day UFO phenomena, and they're connected because there there's a unified theory that encompasses all of it, and that unified theory comes from the guidebook of the supernatural. That's how I got there. Without it, no way. Yeah, I, I definitely agree 100%. There's a huge connection between the supernatural and what we call aliens and UFOs. And you were talking about those exponential jumps in technology that we've experienced. Do you think this could also be attributed to our relationship with these entities? Well, the Nazis talked about that. They had help from them. Uh, certainly, there's been back engineering. Philip Corso wrote a book um, before he passed away talking about how he disseminated through different um, uh, private industrial um, companies, certain parts that they got from the so-called Roswell crash. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So, you know, he's, he's controversial. We really don't know um, all that's there, but it's, in my opinion, some of it, some of it we got from them, but, you know, when you get, when you get the Wright brothers, there's no help there. The Wright brothers are, are, you know, making that plane and flying that baby at Kitty Hawk, uh, you know, a little different with with von braun and and the v2 and all that a little bit different maybe with the computer chip maybe with um uh, certainly the tech some of the technology that we have in modernity don't know don't know but the bottom line is this that a lot of it was mankind figuring stuff out on the other hand it's there's as von braun says we had help from them now, when you look at them and the possibilities of how many different types of them or aliens there could be from just from the different accounts alone, it seems like there are different species of these things. Uh, do you think that they are all have uh, not the best interest for humanity in mind? Do you think that any yeah, I of do. them? I, I do. I, I don't. First of all, I don't believe in the uh, speciesization that people say. These entities have the ability to shapeshift. The word in Greek is called metaschetsmatosai. Mm -hmm. I learned that from my good friend Russ Dizdar. So they have the ability to, to, to appear as an angel of light. That's mm -hmm. why you have to test the spirits in order to decide and discern what it is that you're looking at. Um, but they can appear as anything that they want to. You know, lizard-shaped, praying mantis. Yeah. The greys are different. The greys are a biological construct to house the spirits of the Nephilim, which were destroyed in the flood. And I realize that's a huge jump for people, which is another, you know, three hour conversation. So but it yeah. could be that these, a lot of these are non-physical in our reality. They are just using things like the grays and then uh, using our perception and shifting our perception to be whatever they want us, them, uh, us to see them as, right? Yeah, they can, they can manipulate their appearance to appear as, um, you know, goddesses, men, women, 
They they are they are literally transgender, interdimensional transgender entities because that's what they are. They can appear as male, appear as male or female. They can appear um, half like a like a chimera, um, part uh, part human, part animal. I mean, it's just all over the map. Uh, but their true form, I believe, is that of a reptilian. Because that's who they're the guy that they the dragon. That's who they sided with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you think this this whole hybridization program is to have a future population where it's all hybrids, uh, where we're all part of these these different beings? Well, that, that'll never happen. See, that that's they're going to hear they're going to be here. They're going to have their their day in court, as it were. And then the rider on the white horse, Revelation nineteen, kicks in. The rider on the white horse comes back, and he kicks some major bootay at that particular point. So I'm, we're winding up to an hour. I've got to get going. I've got another. Yeah. Oh, one, one more thing before you head out. Um, sure. Do you see that there is any any large scale uh, faction or group that does know about this but is on our side and maybe helping humanity uh, prepare for some of this? Yeah, people like me. <laughs> but there's there's really no group. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of us. Im Alberino shouting a warning. Mondo Gonzalez, Gary Stearman, Bob Ulrich, uh, Derek Gilbert, Josh Peck. There's a there's a bunch of us. Tom Horn. There's there's a group, you know. There's there's a group that's that's doing saying you know, Mike Heiser, Doctor Mike Heiser, another one. Uh, yeah, but know, it's pretty much like I always thought. We, no one's coming to save us. We all have to save ourselves, especially when it comes to something as a huge uh, as a spiritual nature as this is, right? Well, I, I disagree. I think that Jesus is coming to save us. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. We have been. Uh, we are not appointed to wrath. We are the bride of Christ, and at some point we will greet Him in the air, which is a, in in, in essence, the the greatest supernatural event, short of the resurrection and the second coming. That's got to be number three. You know, the rapture of the church, the rapture of the believers. That will happen. That will happen because the one that created the heavens is able to do stuff like this. That's his M.O. Right on. Always a fascinating conversation, L.A. Before you uh, head out, let everyone know where they can find your films, books, all the good stuff. L.A. Marzulli.net, L.A. Marzulli.net. There are the films on the trail of the Nephilim, the books. Everything is right there, L.A. Marzulli.net. And I, I would pray that you would go and, and uh, you know, uh, when you buy something, whether it's a film or a book, you're going to get educated. You're going to learn. Trust me. Right. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. You're now listening to Ride to War by Draugablu. Thank you.